Hello everyone out there. This is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is, I'm going to break down and simplify the commercial real estate appraisal process just for you. What I'm going to go over is what a commercial appraisal is, when to do it, who does it, and why you do it. Then I'll share with you the three keys to really simplifying the appraisal process, and that is what you need to gather to get one done, the three methodologies of valuing a commercial property, and lastly, what do you do if you don't agree with the commercial appraisal value, right? You just spent thousands of dollars on the appraisal, and he gave it to you, and you don't like the value. Is there something you can do? Of course. I'm going to save that for the very end. So let's get started. So I'm going to start off with what a commercial appraisal is. Number one, commercial appraisal is a calculated estimate of value for any type of commercial property. It could be a multifamily property. It could be self-storage. It could be an office building, a retail center, even a mobile home park, an industrial. It could be a warehouse, any form of commercial property. Now, next is when. When do you do a commercial appraisal? Well, you can do it anytime you want if you already own a property. But if you're under contract, you're going to get the appraisal done during the loan process and the lender will order it for you. You pay for it, but the lender will order it for you. So that's when it's done. And next is who does it? Well, a commercial appraisal is very complex. So who does it is a professional licensed appraiser with specialized skill and knowledge on commercial real estate. You can't use Joe Smith who appraises single family homes to appraise your 100,000 square foot office building. It's not going to work. And lastly, why do you do a commercial appraisal? So what's the reason? What are some reasons? Well, the first reason is if you're deciding to sell your commercial property, you want to list it and you let you know what price you can do an appraisal. Next, if you're making an offer on a property, you may want to do an appraisal to find out what it's worth. Next is a lender will use an appraisal to determine if your property is worth the loan that you're requesting. So a lender will use an appraisal to estimate or calculate the size of your loan. Next is if you're in lease negotiations, an appraisal could be very helpful. Next, this is very common. If you are disputing your property taxes, if you say, Mr. County, my property taxes are this high, they should be here. You need to order an appraisal to show them that your property isn't worth this. It's only worth this. Therefore, reduce my property taxes. Okay. You can do that. For legal matters, if you're, if you're disputing uh, a contract of any sort, you can use an appraisal to help you with that matter. And lastly, if there is a forced sale or short sale or something going on where you have to sell the property and it needs to be liquidated and you need to know what the liquidation value of the asset is, you will order an appraisal. So now I quickly want to jump into the three keys to simplifying the commercial appraisal process. Let's do that next. Here is key number one in really understanding the commercial appraisal process. Key number one is what do commercial appraisers look for when they're going to appraise a commercial property? And number one is property details. They need to know the property type, 
the building type, the square footage, the size, the functionality of the property, the condition of the property, of course, any amenities in the property like a pool, clubhouse, uh, rooftop access, things like that, and then unit mix. Unit mix is important, especially in multifamily. Let me ask you a question. For a given 12-unit apartment building, which one has more value? If you have 12 studios or 12 three-bedroom units, of course, the three-bedroom units are going to have more value. So the unit mix is really important when you're dealing with uh, multifamily. Next is zoning records. You need to check the zoning records. Here's another question for you. Does zoning affect the value? Yes, it does. Here's a quick example. Let's say we have an office building here and it has an adjacent plot of land that belongs to the building and the land is zoned residential, meaning you can build apartments. And then on a similar property, the same size office building, but the land is zoned agricultural where you can only put a farm on it. So which one is worth more? the residential land or the farmland. Of course, the residential lands. Therefore, zoning is important. Next is recent sales comparables. So this is one of the key things in valuing a commercial property for an appraiser is to know what similar properties are around the market, what they have sold for, so he can do a comparison and figure out the price of the subject property. So the key word is recent. You can't use two-year-old or three-year-old sold uh, properties as a sales comparable. Next is rental information. You need to know what the rents are for the building, what the occupancy is. So a building that has really, really low occupancy, guess what? The value is going to be suppressed. Next is length of leases. If you have, uh, let's say, a shopping center and the leases all expire next year, all of them, as opposed to another building where the leases expire 15 years later, which one has more value? This one with the longer leases, okay? And then and next is current market trends. So the appraiser has to really understand what the current market trends are. So is the area growing and prospering? Is it stable or is it on a downward trend or drop losses and companies closing down and, and the economy is not doing well? They need to know that because it does affect the value of the property. And lastly, replacement costs. And the question is, to help them determine what placement costs is what if the building burns down? What's going to cost to rebuild it to the exact same way? They need to know what those replacement costs are. So there we go. That's key number one and what they need to do an appraisal. Let's move on to key number two, which is basically how an appraiser values a commercial property. Here is key number two. How do appraisers value commercial real estate? What I'm going to do is use a 12-unit apartment building as an example. There are three methods or methodologies that appraisers use. Method number one is called the sales approach. Method number two is called the income approach. And method number three is called the cost approach. I'm going to go over each with you, give it a quick example, and you can see it's pretty simple. Uh, method number one is the sales approach. Now, I'm using a 12-unit apartment building again. So with a sales approach, the appraiser has to get comparable sales data. So he has to go around in the neighborhood, in the area, in that general market, and find a similar property and see what it sold for. And remember, it has to be a recent sale. So let's use an example here. Let's say the appraiser did that, and he goes, okay, I looked at four different apartment buildings, and it averages out to be about $100,000 per unit. 
or sometimes $100,000 per door. So let's say that was his result. Here's how you calculate the value. You take your 12 units and you multiply it by your average of $100,000 per door and it comes out to be a $1.2 million valuation. So there you go. So that's how they do the sales approach. Now, method number two is the income approach where they take the income of the property and they use that to determine the value, which is very common in a commercial property. And as you know, most of our students have made most of their money that way by buying a commercial property, increasing the rents over the next few years, and then having a value worth this much, and then having a loan amount this much and creating that much wealth. So in the income approach, what you're gonna to have to do is get the NOI of the property, the net operating income, you're going to have to get the market cap rate. The market cap rate is not the deal cap rate. The market cap rate is what other properties have sold for, what their cap rates are when they sold. So that's the market cap rates. Get the properties NOI, get the market cap rate. Here's an example. The value of the property is equal to the NOI of the property divided by the market cap rate. So let's say we had an NOI of the property of $72,000 per year and the market cap rate is 6%. You do the math and it equals 1.2 million. So now you know how to calculate the income approach. Let's go to number three. Method number three is the cost approach. What the cost approach is basically, what if the property burns down? What will it cost to build a replica of the property that burnt down? So number one is the appraiser has to get the cost to rebuild the property. Number two, he has to get the cost in a dollar per square foot way. For example, let's say he finds out that to rebuild this 12-unit apartment building, it's gonna cost him $300 a square foot to rebuild the entire building. So you're gonna go out and get a builder and architect that's gonna cost you roughly $300 per square foot to, to erect this 12-unit building again if it burns down. Let's say the building size for the 12-unit is 4,000 square feet. To calculate the value, you're going to take the $4,000 in square footage, uh, multiplied by the $300 per square foot, and that equals $1.2 So a square footage times dollar per square foot equals your value. Okay, so there you go. Method number one is the sales approach. Method number two is the income approach. And number, method number three is the cost approach. This is how it works, ladies and gentlemen. So it's not that complicated. There's just a lot going into it to calculate those numbers accurately. Let's go to key number three, which rarely anyone talks about. Key number three is controversial and is rarely spoken of on the internet. So I'm going to talk about it today. And that is, what if you don't agree with the appraised value? So what if the appraiser said, Peter, your property is worth this, and you go, no, it's not. It's worth more. Or what if the appraised value comes up short? Meaning that I'll use the 12-unit apartment building that I have under contract for $1.2 million. And let's say the appraisal comes up short, like $100,000. So I have it under contract for $1.2, but the appraisal report comes in at $1.1. So there's a $100,000 gap. What do you do? Plenty of things you can do. You can move forward. Just because an appraisal comes up shorter than the purchase price doesn't mean the deal's dead. You can move forward, you just have to pay the difference. And if the difference is small and it's a good deal without an upside, maybe you should do the deal. 
So number one, you can pay the difference. Number two, you can order a second appraisal. So if you don't agree with the appraisal you just received, you can say, I'm not using that one. I'm going to order another one. You can do that. We've done that several times and it has worked. You can contest it. So you can dispute the value of the appraisal. You can say, Mr. Appraiser, you're using data that's wrong. You're using something that's 30 miles away when we have properties right in this neighborhood to support the value. Those type of things happen. How do you do that? There's a way to do that. Here's how you do that. When you want to contest or dispute an appraisal, you don't use the words contest or dispute. Here's why. It's offensive to the appraiser. They're human beings. They're professionals. They do this for a living. And here you are, come along and say, your work is crap. That's what you're saying. And so they can take it the wrong way and then they will not change the appraisal. They're going to, they're going to battle you. So instead, what I want you to do is take a gentler, more professional approach. Instead, you're going to say this. And this I learned from a, a professional commercial appraiser. This is what he says to do. And it works. He says, say this. Uh, Mr. Appraiser, I'd like to submit a reconsideration of value. See, just to change your words. Basically, would you reconsider the data that you use to come up with my value? Most times, they're very receptive to that. Now, if you do that, then be able to back up your request with concrete data. Again, if they use some comparable sales properties that you don't agree with, that were too far out, maybe not comparable to yours, and you believe there's some comparable properties nearby, and if you're right, they will reconsider it. So there you go. So you do have a way out and a way in if you don't agree with the appraisal. You know, I wanted to end here, but I'm not. I think there's some frequently asked questions on appraisals I'd like to do with you that I think are very interesting. Here are the top four frequently asked questions for commercial appraisals. I'll keep it quick for you. Number one is, can I hire my own appraiser if I'm under contract? Answer is no. So here's the situation. You have a 12-unit property under contract, and then you call the lender. Hey, Mr. Lender, can I use my own appraiser? The lender will say no because they do not want you to influence the appraiser at all. So it would be the appraiser of the bank's choosing to do the appraisal. So you have nothing to do with it except pay for it. All right, number two, what does it cost and who gets a copy of the appraisal? Do you give a copy to the seller? Well, it's going to cost you between, for a really, really small commercial property, $500, for an average size commercial property, between two dollars and $5,000. So it's not cheap. It costs a lot more than a residential appraisal, but there's a lot more information there. Now, who gets a copy? Uh, because it's yours and you paid for it, the lender gets a copy and you get a copy. Anybody outside of that needs your permission. It is, it is not for the public. It's not to be shared. Does a seller get a copy if you're under contract? No, especially if you are negotiating with the seller and you think you have a good deal. You do not want to show him that it appraised for 1.3 and you're buying for 1.2. That wouldn't be smart. So you do not show it to the seller. FAQ number three, how long is the appraisal good for? When you have a single family home appraisal, it's good for 60 to 90 days, right? For the most part. Now for a commercial appraisal, it's about the same. I would say it's between three and six months is, is good for. It depends on the area, the market, the lender, all of that. But for the most part, on average, three to six months. 
Now, here's a very important one that people always ask is, number four, can I increase the property value before I have the appraisal? And the answer is yes. Okay, you can. Here are three quick things to think about. Number one is first impression is very important. Imagine the appraiser is driving up to your property. He gets out the car and he sees a beautiful green lawn. He sees newly painted front doors. There's no trash. It looks immaculate. That sets him in a good mood. On the contrary, if he dries up and if he sees unkept landscaping, it needs paint, there's garbage there, there's people hanging out, it's a mess. His mindset is the rest of the property is a mess and it's not going to get the highest value. Okay, so first impression is important. So before you have the appraisal, make sure the property is looking spiffy. You can do some landscaping, you can do power wash, you can do paint, you can reseal the parking lot, you get the picture. Secondly, if you have um, updated electrical or plumbing or HVAC, let the appraiser know because that matters to him. And lastly, put your property in its best financial picture. Here's what I mean. If you show the appraiser a rent roll, for example, and you have 50% vacant, in your 12-unit property, you have six units that are down, they're not fixed up, and the financials show that, that you're short on rent, guess what? He's going to deem you for that poor occupancy because the numbers will be poor as well. The NOI will be lower, and you're just asking for a lower valuation. Those are the top four FAQs. If you want to learn more about what we do and what we, how we teach our students to create wealth with commercial real estate, go ahead and apply to our Protege program. If you would like more information like this, like this training, or if you just want to read a book on commercial estate investing, I have a book I'll give to you. It's for free, no obligations. It's called Commercial Real Estate for Beginners. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today.